New Right Network presents, right now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Welcome to Right Now on New Right Network. I'm your host, Rebecca Horvath, and with me today is Laura Deming. Laura is a Navy veteran, an advanced care nurse, and a mom in Texas. Laura, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a full-time working pediatric nurse practitioner in a clinic and a medical center. I'm a, a Navy veteran. I was a reservist called to active duty years ago. Um, no longer doing that now, but grateful to all the veterans who serve and all those who have served. And I'm a mom, a single widow mom of two, um, and one of my children has special needs, he has autism. He's pretty high functioning, but has some special needs and needs special help. Okay, and I know with the, um, the COVID-19 pandemic has thrown everyone for a loop and closed schools back in April across the country. And um, Bo, your son has struggled some with with transitioning to online, right? He, yes, he, you know, he had a hard time. He's supposed to be an inclusion student, which for your viewers, there with special needs kids, there are different types of services that can be offered through the school district. Um, and inclusion means that they're mainstream. Some people know what that is, right. which means they're in classes with uh, traditional general education students. Um, with some support and modifications. And then there's another level that would be uh, something considered life skills. It's called different things in different places. But those are for ch children that may be in a contained classroom who may have more needs. Um, so primarily he's, a, he's a, a mainstream child. He hasn't been in a mainstream inclusion class since this happened. It's been since March. Completely understandable in the spring when everything just kind of shut down. We all went to online learning um, and he never saw his class again at that point. He was pretty much with the life skills kids and had a little bit of extra support from one teacher. Um, and he didn't do well. He still doesn't do well. He's got summer services now, which are supposed to be compensatory for what they've missed before, but we're not making much ground. He's in a complete life skills class for summer makeup and it's just it's not his thing. He's not right. an online learner. It has to be more interactive for him. It's not that mm -hmm. he, like other kids, can't learn on computerized learning, but this classroom thing is has not worked well. He's really not made much progress, probably even made some regression. So we now come to the school year, and I'm in Texas where there's a whole lot of different choices based on um, what the school districts want to do. Our school district was supposed to go to that hybrid model where you had to, you could choose to go to in the classroom or choose to do online. And um, last week, a little over a week ago, we were notified by the local nightly news, <laughs> not notified by the school not district when it got reported that our district was going to complete online learning. 100% is what they said. And I went, oh no, that's not good for my child. Ironically, I live one mile from another school district that is opening the classroom. 
And really? It's very wow. Yes, it's very frustrating. So they're giving the hybrid model. You can choose to do it online mm -hmm. or you can choose to go to the school. And it's really frustrating to be that close. Plus there's also um, private schools um, that cater to the needs of different children with different special needs, some with high functioning autism, and that's available, but, and they're going to school, but it's very cost prohibitive. So the question is, can we take the local resources from this school district and either send him, have them help send him to another school district or help pay for private school? Because I don't see the end in sight. There's, in fact, we just got another email from the school district that was, it was just sort of a crazy resolution to the problem. And I can explain that in a minute, but first, uh, do you have any other questions about that type of learning and what, what they're doing? Um, well, that's similar to what a lot of schools across the country are doing. I know um, I'm in Tennessee and we're doing in our area of Tennessee, we have the hybrid model where you can choose one or the other. Um, but um, I would have liked that choice. Right, right. It's I nice don't, I, I agree with parents. It's not for everyone to send their child or children to school. But for my child, right. it was the best option. That choice was taken away. Right, right. Um, are they planning on doing the online the entire year or is this the first semester or? Um, they said they're going to try it. One, one email, I believe, said eight weeks. One said three, oh. but and they try it. But what, now they're setting up. This was the thing that I just got this week. They're setting up what's called learning centers. And so for parents like me who have to work and can't be home with their child, we can register to see if we can get our child in a learning center, which I don't know which schools those will be. And they're basically desks that are set up where the children can actually go there, sit in a desk and log on online to have their teacher teach them from the teacher's home. And I can't make this up. This is the truth. They're going to be staffed by, and I, I just read the, the email a few minutes ago. They're going to be staffed by, um, support staff from the school districts, including um, uh, paraprofessionals, I'm trying to remember, the, the folks that work in the child care centers before and after school care, and mm -hmm. bus drivers who do not have a route. I, I wish I had it right in front of me right this minute, I would read it to you. Wow. So, oh, but they're gonna be wow. trained. And so that's still not gonna work for my child. So he's gonna go into a right. pool of other kids that are sitting there logging on as we are now into their classroom where their teacher is teaching remotely, but they're sitting in a group and they're gonna get help by people who are not teachers. So that's right. not gonna work for my child either. No. So I'm concerned that they're gonna put him back into the life skills model solely. Okay. And, and oh, by um, the way, I have to sign the paperwork for that because since he's got a special needs child and he's got an individual education plan as around the country children do with special mm -hmm. needs we have to agree to that so right. the beauty is we actually have a legal document saying these are the services our child's supposed to get i don't know what right. they're going to do if we don't sign right and what um what services does he get right now when he's at school so he gets assistance from a, a paraprofessional um when he's in the mainstream classroom when he's in inclusion so that he can ha have help with work. He gets modification of his work by the teachers. So he and a, a couple other children will share a paraprofessional 
someone to help them more specifically just to get them working get them moving on stuff um, and to do some assignments that are are modified uh, additionally he gets speech and occupational therapy at school um, so the modifications have to be put in place there are certain goals that they have to to make but in his plan he's an inclusion student which means he's supposed to be included with general education for most of his classes right and there are they pressuring you to sign that IEP <laughs> well, Even what they told not. me last week was that I was going to have to sign either to make the modifications for online or sign to put him in the life skills type class. And I said, yeah, that, that's really not going to happen. Okay. So I requested uh, a meeting. You have to request an IEP meeting for any kind of change. So they have to do them with all the children anyway, because they have to modify the, the plan for this online school for this coming school year um, and they really wanted me to sign off or so they told me to sign that he would go into the life skills class or his modification would be online but it doesn't appear that he's going to have any inclusion if that happens so I requested right. okay. instead to meet to see if we can move funds into a private school or I've asked them to call some of the other school districts around here that are starting to see if they can provide services for them. And the answer was, wow, we've never done that. We don't know what to do. Okay, well, I know um, President Trump has proposed just that, being able to, for, to take an individual student's funding and apply it to a private school or a school in a different district when there are issues meeting the needs. I, it's in one of the proposals that they're working on. Right. The I think, it, it, I think um, it's called a pandemic voucher too. There's one going to be called, but here's the problem. It's being recommended, but it's got to get through legislation. We already right. know what happens when it process. gets to the house. That's a I long mean, process. <laughs> it's a long process. We're starting mm -hmm. school in less than a month. Right. So it's really challenging. Okay. Well, I know that, um, from what I know about the state and the federal laws, they don't give you a whole lot of flexibility on the school side with the IEPs, but yet they're pressuring you to accept what they're offering you. Right, the explanation I got on the phone from a very nice lady who I can't say necessarily agrees with this. She was just explaining from the special ed department what she was told to explain um, is that the reason they have to do this is because of the pandemic they don't have a choice however i would have to argue that if there's a school district one mile from where i live about a mile give or take okay somebody's holding me to that um might be even less and they're doing that model and there's many many other school districts around here i don't think that that's the same i'm no attorney and it's you know i'm no legal scholar of any kind but it seems to me if other school districts to do it, then that that becomes an excuse, not a reason. Right, right. There doesn't seem like there's any reason that you shouldn't be able to to take him to the school that's nearby that would be able to meet his needs. Um, how what is the the rate of cases out there right now? How bad is the pandemic in your area? Well, you know, I'm in the greater Houston area, <laughs> so we've been all over the news. Um, there are you know there are a lot of positives and you know i always say go back and look at the information that's out there with cdc and nih 
there are a lot of positive cases. There are a lot of positive cases of people that are not symptomatic. Certainly there are hospitalized individuals and they're younger than they used to be. Certainly there are people in the ICUs and there's still capacity from what I'm understanding. Um, we're not, that, that's not a problem right now. But I think what the bigger, the bigger issue or the bigger explanation for me is children overall are not, are not getting sick from this. Yes, there have been a few. Yes, there have been some tragic cases and no parent should have to suffer through that. That's why I think parents should have the right to choose. They can choose to do the online thing if that works for them and their children. But overwhelmingly, that's not the case for children. I mean, if you look at the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations, they're saying go back to school. Dr. Redfield yesterday actually even said he would be fine sending his grandchildren to school. So, I mean, he's working in it with it all the time. So when we, when we listen, I think Dr. Fauci even was in agreement that children should go back to school. At least that was the report that I heard last week. Um, things are ever changing. That's, that's true. But, you know, I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner. I got to go with what the American Academy of Pediatrics says. This isn't a group that just puts themselves out there and just makes flippant remarks for no reason. This is an educated group of solid experts in the area they're saying children should go back to school i i am completely of the belief personally that parents should have the right to choose my problem is that choice was taken away we don't have that at least i'm in a state though where we have other school districts doing things i mean be opening up and going to school other parents are in states where everything is still completely shut down and there is no choice and i I feel for those parents because at least I have a fighting chance to, to make a change. I don't know what they do. I mean, I think there are some states that I mean, we can't you have even... a chance to go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think there are some states and correct me if I'm wrong, where not even the private schools are able to open. I believe so. Yeah. Um, have you had a chance to contact any of your legislators um, about this? And ask I have. I've actually um, contacted Governor Abbott's office. Okay. Um, I've contacted my local state representative, my mm -hmm. representative to the state of Texas, because uh, the states have to make the decision. I've actually messaged or gone on, I think, Twitter or Parler with uh, Ted Cruz when he said it was imminently reasonable, I think those were the words you used, I know imminently was one of the two words, that parents should have the right to send their child to a school that's open, or a private school, with their funds. I mean, special education, they got a lot of funds for that. I don't, I don't know the overall dollar number. I've been trying to find that out, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I just wish I could use those dollars to either move to a private school that is set to meet the needs of a child like my son, or like I said, go to another school district. Right, right. Um, so besides getting your son where he needs to be in the next few weeks, what is your, your goal in telling your story? What are you hoping to, to achieve more broadly? Um, what, what kind of difference can you make? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm all about the pandemic voucher. I, I think the difference that needs to be made is that mm -hmm. 
parents have the right to make a choice. I don't know what they do in states where they don't have the choice. I, I wish I could speak more to that, but parents have the right to choose. And if you're not going to give them the right to choose and choices are available, then you need to give them the tax dollars that go into paying for your child to be in school to be used somewhere else. And in my child's case, because I have a special needs child with an individual education plan, I just want the law to be followed. I want the plan to be followed that was set in place because there are choices here. Right, right. And I want to empower parents to stand up and not, I, I don't think any of us should feel like we were bullied into signing something that we don't think is in the best interest of our child. Right. And that's great if you can advocate, especially for kids who don't have a, a, a parent who advocates for them because we're, we're usually our, our kids' own best advocate, but some parents just sort of don't, um, don't take advantage of the, of the chance to do that. Um, yeah, so you know, as a parent, I just want my child to learn. I don't right. want him to be like, the only chance he has for some independence in life when he's adult is based on what he can learn and what he can do independently. Sitting home, looking in the front of a computer with a different person to help him every day because I'm not here, because I'm working, is not okay. And even if I am here, I have to be honest, I don't make the best seventh grade education teacher. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I wasn't trained in that area. Right. You know, we do the best we can, um, but it's just not what I'm good at. I mean, really, hello, I'm all for the teachers. Yay, let's get the kids back to where the professionals are that can help them. Um, and, and in my kids, my child's situation, he needs to be in a classroom. He needs to be in face-to-face -face learning. And it frustrates me that that's not available here. Right, right. Well, we wish you luck and hope that you can make a difference and get him back where he belongs. Um, is there somewhere that people can follow your story online? Well, I do have a, um, a, a parlor account. I had Twitter, I have Twitter, but I, I always worry sometimes that people are more judgmental on Twitter than Parlor. I don't know that we've gotten there yet. <laughs> so it's at Laura with a capital L, L-A-U-R-A one, two, three. So they can follow there and they'll see that um, I messaged some of the, the um, folks in government that can help too. I try to get online and do it that way. Okay, it's that's usually the way best to way to touch base. To get them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so Very much for having me, and good luck to all the parents out there. I know this is a plight we all share. It's, it's going to be a different year, that is for sure. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking time with us. Um, everyone can look up Laura, follow her on Parlor, and you can find us at www.newrightnetwork.com and www.nrnplus.com. Follow us on Twitter and other social media at New Right Network. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing, online at newrightnetwork.com.